we make this dream list of all these things that he has to be. But I promise you this, if single women would be or become these things on their list, <laughs> they would be more content Mm-hmm. in their in their singleness I do think um sometimes I don't want to just point the finger at single women I can relate I was there but sometimes there is this dreamy um unrealistic idea of P- Mr. Perfect and Wonderful and we will pass up a lot of men who, mm-hmm. who could possibly be the right match because of this you know, extraneous list of characteristics we made up, you know. Um, I'll tell you this, this I know has ministered to a lot of single women. There was a guy when I was single who had all of the quote unquote things you might put on a list. He was tall and dark and handsome. He had a, a master's degree. He was an engineer. He traveled with his job. He had built his own home. Um, He was a really nice guy. He was a man of prayer and he was very active in our outreach ministry at church. But when I tell you, Candace, I could not figure out why there wasn't a thing there, like, like a drawing, like an attraction. I don't mean sexually. There just wasn't a I don't know, chemistry, a pulling. There was no pulling on my heartstrings. He did have a daughter. And believe it or not, I was one of those single women who didn't care about that because my mother's uh, ex was gone and here she was with children. I wouldn't have wanted her to meet somebody that she really liked or he really liked her. And he say, yeah, but I don't care for your children, you know. Right. So the blended family thing was something I had experienced and seen with my other siblings. So I actually was okay with the man who had who may have had a child. Now the baby mama drama, that's something you have to deal with and pray about with a lot of them. But I was, you know, I was okay with that. Now keep in mind now I was getting older. I was like, if he got a kid, you know, we could try to work that out. But in any case, I'll never forget this. This is in my book. We went on a trip one Saturday, just hanging out for the daytime. And we ended up going to the Blue Ridge mountains and we were just riding through to sightsee. I love nature. And we got out to kind of look over this mountainside and he flipped open the trunk and he had a picnic basket and sandwiches and salads. And it was nice. It wasn't, it wasn't worldly. Let me just put a little bug out there for church folks. Let's leave single people alone and let them date the way they date. If movies is how they date, restaurants is how they date skating golfing even taking a trip you know in my 30s I could take a trip with male or female groups of people have my own room not cross any lines of ungodliness so I just want to put that out there date your way most time most single women especially if you're a professional you can take yourself to any restaurant you want so just taking somebody out for dinner that's not exciting so so here we are taking this ride (laughs) through the mountains and he pulls out this picnic basket in this trunk. I mean, I had no idea. I thought we were just sightseeing. We're going to go walk through some of those caves and go on some of the tourist things. So he stretches out this blanket and we just sit there talking. And 
fruit and snacks and everything. He was great to talk to. And I definitely, as a single person, I wanted somebody who could uh, minister to my mind. So mm-hmm. I'll put that out there for people. People are looking for different things. I wanted to be able to have an intellectual conversation with a person. But in any case, he fell asleep on that blanket now. <laughs> At first, he just like, now, oh, where is this going? Because if I lay down behind him sleeping, I don't know what it's going to be like when we wake up. <laughs> I, I told you I'm a realist. Let's keep it real. Come on. Right. So he started snoring. And then I was like, well, thank you, God. He's sleeping for real. But I, I get, I, as the Lord is my witness, the Lord spoke to me that day in the Blue Ridge Mountains and said, This is not my perfect will, but if you want this, I will permit it. Mm. I get chills every time I tell that story Mm -hmm. because the teaching and the theology around perfect will, permissive will is all over the place. But I know in my walk what God said to me, Mm -hmm. what he said to me is this is not Jeremiah 29 and 11. Mm. But if you want it, we'll make it Romans 8 and 28. Mm-hmm. And I said in my spirit, I think I'm going to wait for the Jeremiah 29 and 11. Mm-hmm. He and I remained friends, but we had to have the talk and I had to let him know this is just not where I am. You know, this is not a permanent thing for us. And he was like, why or why not? And I'm like, I just, I, it's just not. This is not the thing. So anyway, that was over with. But I, I've been married 11 years now. I thank God every day that yes. I waited for the one that he sent. So yes. I really hope that ministers to single women and single men out there. I, I think that's beautiful. Um, I, I love that. Um, one of the things, and because I know it's hard when you, he, he said, I'll give you what you're asking for. If, if, if you want this right now in this moment, but I've got something better and will you? Yeah. Wait? Yeah. Yeah. It was po- um, a powerful experience. Yeah. I, I can imagine. Uh, one of the things that you said, <clears throat> excuse me, that I thought was so interesting as you were telling that story is about letting single people date the way they want. And I love that we're adults. You can go on a trip, you can have separate rooms and all those things. The other thing I thought about was, dating so if you're single the dating like are we you can't wait for the doorbell to ring for him to show up and just plop at your house like you have to be out there dating have you seen that or what are your thoughts about that yeah so I think being out there is relative so for the so, yeah, sake I, of I think the... I have to be careful when I say out being out there <laughs> I don't no. want that to be misinterpreted yes. Exactly. So you and I are a lot alike because we've known each other a long time. But for the traditionalists. Yes, please explain. So you traditionalists out there who are listening to our real talk, (laughs) real talk between Kathy and Candace, know, know that out there does not mean doing anything you want, living the way you want and make choosing whatever you want. That's not what we mean. Thank you for clearing that up. (laughs) Right, right. But yes, you're right. Um, for me, out there means having friends, being outgoing, going to events, and not necessarily always waiting to be asked to an event. Sometimes you ask another person to go to an event, and that other person could be a man. 
But I think you have to be, um, the scripture says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. Find means you have to look for. It's not he that has one, he who's given one, he's who he whose parents choose him one. It says he that finds a wife, meaning you uncovered her, you discovered, discovered her, you bumped into her at somebody's birthday party, the restaurant, the grocery store. And there, I think... There's this impression that's given from some of the traditionalists in ministry is that you have to get lost uh-huh. <laughs> or that you have to be at home or be in church all the time. And then this person will come knocking at your door. And and I know people where the man came knocking at their door. Now, he, he might have been the plumber or uh-huh. a fireman or the postman, whoever. But you have, you still had to get up and open the door. That's so right. I believe highly in this, you know, my women's ministry is church girl, get your life. And I think that women, single women in particular, you really need to get a life. I think when you're married, your life encompasses what you enjoy, but then your children, your husband, homemaking, management of the home, that becomes your life. What you're doing in ministry becomes your life. But as single women who may not have all of those things, then then what does your life become? What are you doing with your life? Do you like to travel? Do you? I remember <laughs> I used to go to open houses all the time because I like to decorate. So I would just go looking mm-hmm. at all these properties, you know, I would meet people just doing that. I lived on a golf course and was a fr- really wanted to learn to golf, but did not know that when you go to a golf course, they pair you up with other people to play with. I thought I had to have a group or a team. I know that's ridiculous, but I lived on a golf course for two years and never went out there. Then when my husband and I started dating, he's an avid golfer. He said to me, so tell me about your course. I'm like, I don't know anything about it. I can tell you I live. I can tell you that if you walk 20 feet out my back patio, you'll be on hole number nine, whatever that means. <laughs> he was like, that is ridiculous. How long have you lived in that complex? I was like, oh, I think I've been out here about two, two and a half years. You have never been to the course? I was like, I live on whole nine. That's all I need to know. So, so he, he started golfing at my course and I would just ride around in the cart until I finally took lessons and learned to golf. But that's another example of what we mean by, you know, being out there, not just going to restaurants, go to a poetry reading, you know, go to a, on a nature walk, go to an event, go to music concerts, whatever it is that you enjoy, open house, you know, like I said, festivals in your community, because it's just not likely that a man is going to randomly just show up on your porch. I have to say this part, um, and this is the hard part. The statistics do suggest, depending on what research you look at, that there are anywhere, you know, depending on the research, some say eight, some say 10, sometimes some say 12. So let's just go with 10. There are about 10 women to every man. Mm. Now, if you believe in research, math and science, mm-hmm. that means you have, a, you might have a one in 12 chance of, <laughs> of getting somebody. I never believed or, or built my prayer life on what the research says. You know, the research says there's no cure for cancer, but we know lots of people who've been healed. Right. You know, so I didn't build my singleness on those kinds of things. I would tell God, if you have to make him from the dirt, <laughs> like you did with Adam, 
<laughs> no one will know that's how you made him but you <laughs> but I'm gonna get one <laughs> that was just I'm serious I have told single women this that I mentor and they just crack up laughing but that being said though as a realist there has to be something about each one of us as women that makes the man the right man or or a few men who could be interested see what it is that we that make us shine whatever it is that makes us attractive or fun or enjoyable or good company you know there has to be something about us that they would find appealing so it can't be you know mean and nasty chip on your shoulder mad all the time angry at the world you know that kind of thing be nice right right yes nice matters right yeah (laughs) yeah it makes a difference um when you talk about i think when you sorry just thinking about i guess things that maybe some of the women that you've mentored have gone through where where they had specific challenges um maybe stories you can tell about that and how you encourage them and how they kept themselves encouraged because i think that's it and i'm gonna back up one thing that you said that really struck me earlier earlier in our conversation was about when people would come to you sort of telling you exactly what you needed to do or what was wrong making something wrong with you and I do think you have to be very careful what you allow in your ear yeah what, you know, and you don't have to outwardly rebuke people so I remember um um when I was pregnant I was believing for with my four children um, supernatural childbirth. I didn't want to have drugs because I, I was more afraid of the epidural than I was of, of, of childbirth. I didn't want to have, um, but I also don't like pain. And so I was believing <laughs> none of that was going to be the case. Like, I'm not going to need an epidural. This is going to, and I had read this book about it. And people would constantly tell me, oh, you know, it's going to be painful. And oh, you know this. And oh, you know that. And I would look at them, smile, and in, the, and in my head say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I receive absolutely nothing that you're saying. So my <laughs> point is, and, and I was able to do, I got what I wanted. Now, there's no childbirth without pain. But the what I had asked for in terms of the experience is what I got. And so I thought about that when you were talking because, you do have to be careful. People, I think people are so great at giving you advice that was unsolicited. Right. And pouring things into your spirit that aren't good for you. And so you've got to manage that however you need to, to, to keep your, your spirit safe and your heart safe. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad you said that earlier part about how people will speak things because the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We have to train our spiritual ear and our, our spirit man to not hear what is anti the word. Mm -hmm. And that's a really difficult thing to do. You know, I'm saying a lot of stuff now just from my experience and ministry and the unction of the Holy Spirit. But I promise you, I've, you know, walked this walk. I don't want people to think that I haven't had moments when I was like, okay, where are you, God? You know, I've had a lot of those moments. But what I'm saying is we have to kind of talk to ourselves, talk to our spirit. Like you just said, you said that in your mind, you were rebuking it, you were rejecting it, (laughs) you know, right. And that's what we have to do. So even somebody listening to this podcast when they hear me say well there are approximately about 10 men 10 women to every man they can't they shouldn't hear it from the perspective of so that there's a 90 percent chance you won't get one no what they need to hear is and there's a 10 percent chance that i'm gonna get exactly what god said you know that's how you have to hear it the lord spoke to me in my devotion this morning 
and reminded me that I had been saying, not out of my mouth, but in my spirit. Because see, the Lord hears what we're thinking. Sometimes everything that we think and feel doesn't come out of our mouth. And the Lord reminded me that I had been saying in my self-talk, it, God, it won't be, if you don't do it, it won't be done. Now, I've, I've heard people say that. This is gets back to what you said about how other people will speak over your life. I've heard people say that a million times. So I have kind of taken this attitude with the situation in my life that, well, God, if you don't do it, it won't get done. And the Lord said to me this morning, it will get done because I'm going to do it. Mm. Oh, and so that's, that. that's the approach we have to take in the spirit because that's what you did regardless of what these other people were saying from their experience, their, mm-hmm. the knowledge and wisdom they developed from their experience, that's not word-based. They right. were feeding that to you and your spirit was saying, oh, I reject that. That mm-hmm. might be your experience, but it's not going to be mine. So I think single women. So I think um, everybody, not just single people, but everybody you know, has to get to a place in our own personal walk with God and our imperfect faith where we don't just accept anything and everything somebody's trying to say to fix us, to change us, to give the answer. You know, Jesus is the answer. We just have to get to a place where we know him, um, understand what he's saying to us and what he's not saying. And we just walk in that and trust him. I do think when people speak into our lives, they, they mean well, but they don't always know, you know, the perfect plan of God. They're saying whatever they can that they think will bring direction or wisdom, encouragement, or even correction. But it doesn't always mean that they're right because, you know, your experience is your experience. You have to let the Lord guide you with that. That's what I say to all of the people that I try to be a mentor and a light to. Thank you so much, Kathy, for for sharing your experiences. I really believe this is going to bless so many people. And so I I want um, you to share with everyone, how do they get a copy of um, everything but but satisfied and how do they connect to Church Go Get Your Life? Just how do they connect with you and follow you? Sure, sure. So they can follow me on all social media at Dr. Kathy O, D-R-C-A-T-H-Y, the letter O, dot com. My book is available on Amazon and wherever else that you order your audio books from. I also have a second book, in addition to everything but satisfied, Church Girl, Get Your Life. That's also available on Amazon. But if they reach out to me at info at drkathyo.com, then I will follow up. Most of my Uh, outward facing presence in social media has to deal with or attract people to my educational consulting, but um, I'm the ministry person too. So thank you for having me, Candice. I've enjoyed this. Thank you. And before we go, I do want to, I want you to have a chance to tell us a little bit about your education consulting and how they connect with that as well. Oh, sure. Sure. So my business is Educational Effectiveness Group, and we work with teachers and schools and principals and district leaders and education policymakers on improving schools from the inside out. So I do all kinds of professional development training, online training, you know, all things teacher effectiveness equity, cultural responsiveness. And I'm doing a lot of work right now with people as they're grappling with the impact that COVID has on the classroom and this whole back to school experience. And that is um, eduffectiveness.com, but they can get there through Dr. Kathy O as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for what you're doing in ministry um, and 
we are so glad that 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 Sid found you and that you were able to be found. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for Sid, God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kathy. All right. Take care. All right.